Welcome back to Rusted Junk, the 80s movies podcast. Do you find yourself wanting to put on a corked hat, fight crocodiles in the outback and then move to New York? How about befriending an alien by dressing him up as a ghost on Halloween? If so, this is the podcast for you. If you remember searching for that perfect film from Blockbuster, and if you grew up in the UK, waiting for that one VHS copy to be turned to the newsagents, then welcome. We'll have fond memories waiting for you. I'm Charlie, and the rest of the Rusted Junk team are Amanda... Joe, and Dom. Hello! And the film we're looking at this time is the 1987, well, classic, I don't know if it's the right thing to say, Dirty Dancing. Oh, okay, all right. Dirty Dancing, Um, starring Patrick Swayze, Jennifer Grey, Jerry Allback, Cynthia Rowe, Jack Weston, Um, and then we'll come to him, uh, Wayne Knight. But uh, I'm sure that Joe has got some uh, things to to talk about on, on that um so yeah amanda it's your film there's only two to go two to go in the lucky dip then we're also going to do a um a horror one when we can decide which one we're going to do <clears throat> we're going to put it to a poll on whatsapp obviously amanda can't play because um, i don't like horrors things scare her um <laughs> uh, and we're going to do a christmas film what in october Again, we haven't decided no, we've got another film. Uh, well, nearly Christmas. We might have to fit another. I don't know. We have to fit another one in, and then we do Christmas. Got all this planning. Know. I know that we don't, that we don't do. <laughs> yes, <laughs> all of this planning. You're right. Absolutely. Anyway, here mm. we are. Dirty mm. Dancing, mm. Um, chick flick classic. I think that's fair to say. Um, why? Why? I think, again, I, I feel bad. It's like last time when I said Popeye. Why, Joe? Why? But no, why did you pick this film? Why did I pick it? Okay. Yeah. Um, so, I actually don't remember watching it for the first time because I've seen it that many times. I can't remember my first one. That's really bad, isn't it? Uh, what year was it out? 87. 87. So I would have been... 13. Yeah, I would. 13 then. Oh, great. Right, so I was probably at an age where. Would I have gone to the cinema? Were you going to? I was going to say, were you going to the cinema at that time? Well, yeah, because I, I went and saw Mannequin, didn't I, on a blind date with my mate. That was funny. Blind um, date at thirteen. Yeah. God, it's <laughs> don't in, do that anymore. They start young in my hometown. Um, I was drinking in the park at fifteen. And, oh, I was going to say in smoking, but yeah, it's fine. And smoking. My mum's never going to listen to this. Cut to a mum going, oh, I really like Dirty Dancing. I think I'll listen to that one. There you go. Oh, Hi, Brenda. Hi, Brenda. <laughs> it's long, it's long ago. Long, 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 long ago. Mm. Visions of me in the top park having a fag, drinking my vodka out of the bottle. Uh, fag, by the way, is cigarette. <laughs> cigarette, thank you. Just in case yeah. the algorithm anyway, goes, what? No, 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 don't, don't stop there, Amanda. What else happens? So the vodka was consumed, the fags were smoked. <laughs> yeah, you don't the want to know. Thoughts turn to... I do. Yeah, it you don't. don't. No, don't you don't want detail, to know. No matter how oh. filthy. Yeah, 
Let's just leave it there. Right, the vicariousness stops right now. Okay, right. mooning, mooning cars I've on the freeway. I've got clients that listen to this. I can't but, go bearing but, everything. But just just to bring it back to Dirty Dancing, though, because you've got this American Rites of Passage film set at a camp in some beautiful idyllic lake setting. Yeah. The British equivalent is having a, a knee trembler or getting fingered around the back of Weatherspoons, isn't it? And, uh, yeah, so I'm not sure. Or Butlins, maybe. Weatherspoons yeah. didn't exist. Butlins, yeah. Butlins, Butlins. 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 Well, this I'm basically good. is a posh Butlins, isn't it's it? It's a posh Butlins. I'll, I'll hold, my, hold her chips, baby. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> it might even be a Centre Parks equivalent. Wow. See, now I'm, I'm confused one. about what lines I can cross now. It's too little class. Fingerings in the back seat. I didn't know we could talk about that. Oh, we've done double bagger. I mean, the AI is going to have a fit on this one. It's going to go. Well, they mm. talked about. Anyway, right. Right, back on the film, on, then. shall we? Right, okay. So I can't remember my first time. <laughs> what for the film? They're still talking about the film. I am, yeah. I right, do okay. remember the first time. Yeah. Because there were so many men. Oh, geez. Stop. Stop. <laughs> you brought it up. <laughs> I didn't. Well, that's or what or she or said. Or <laughs> they I did. did. <laughs> God. So, I, think, I, think, I think our <laughs> listeners are used to a certain level of smut within the first five or ten, ten minutes anyway. You told me off as well for doing that. So No, I, I told you off for the innuendo. These aren't innuendo. This is pretty blatant. So, right. yeah. I didn't yeah. start it. Let me just put make that quite clear. Okay, Dom started it. You were telling us about your erotic history, uh, Amanda. And My erratic you... history. Right. <laughs> erratic, erotic, either way. Yeah. Um, Come on. So the film, yeah, I think it's an absolute classic. And believe it or not, this is actually a film I would watch over and over and over again. This is the one of very, 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 very few movies that I would do that. So that's testament to me that it's a great movie. It's a, it's a good movie all around. Um, it just appeals to me uh, and many others, obviously. Um I'm, I'm interested to know about all your views because uh, I was having a chat obviously with Charlie whilst, before we watched it and and different things about the movie and he was actually looking forward just to sitting to watch it and actually probably seeing me watching it and enjoying that. Oh, that sounds a bit voyeuristic as well, doesn't it? Um, so, yeah, she can't help herself, can has, she? I yeah. think it has just a wholesome feel to it and... There's always that sort of I guess, uh, wholesome. Not, I, I think so. Okay. Yeah, right. I don't know about that. <laughs> right. Okay. I don't think so. Okay. Mm. Maybe I just see it differently then. It's, a, it's an abortion film with some dancing in. But yeah, with sex <laughs> and sex. Yeah. Well, well a I was high pitched there because <laughs> I thought, is she actually sixteen? And it turns out I think she's seventeen, isn't she? It's still she's supposed to be. Uh, no, she's supposed to be. Uh, wait a minute. Checks notes. She's supposed to be nineteen. No, seventeen. Nineteen. Because she's twenty. She's twenty-seven. Oh, I don't know. She's twenty-seven American in real friend. life. Twenty-seven in real life. No, and but I, I, I assumed she was younger than nineteen. Yeah, I thought she was seventeen, about to go on to college and stuff. Well, if you want to pick a fight with IMDb, be my guest. Mm. Yeah, I think I will. Mm. Anyway. So yeah, I just like it. Um, I love the music. Love the music. I, is this your? Is this the? Are you going into the? I mean, I I got accused of this last time when it was my film of gushing too much about it. 
Oh, why you like the film? Oh, you just asked me why I like the film. So yeah, I know, but okay. I'll shut up then, shall I? No, 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 no. It's fine, but just you know, keep it keep it nice and brief. Well, I haven't really talked about the movie. You've all talked about smuttiness and not. You, uh, who started the smuttiness? I think people Dom. people can judge for themselves. I just looked. It says baby is seventeen years old. There you go. And Dirty yeah. Dancing. Okay. That, that was Charlie's apology. Shots, oh, shots fired. Yeah. Okay, there you yeah, go. There you... I apologise. Fine. Oh, blooming hell. I need that recorded and made into a meme. <laughs> that doesn't happen often. We are guys. actually doing a podcast at this point, at some point <laughs> here. But yeah, thank you. Right. Who do you want to go next? Who do you want to hear from next? Uh, do you know, I'm going to ask Joe. I'm really not looking forward to this because I think you'll just like completely hack it to bits. But there you Brace go. Yourself. Right, Joe. Yeah, so I know you ragged on Popeye so much. So this is basically my, I, I we can't do revenge things, right? No, no. So revenge Love is it. out, but you can. Yeah, don't ever you know complain about Popeye. Uh, this movie is a chick flick. That's all it is. It's a, the, you know, I can't imagine too many guys liking this movie. It's just for chicks. Plain and you know, I mean, I understand you know you liking it because it's like a it's a girl's fantasy. She goes to like this camp or this uh, vacation club, yeah. And then she meets this cute guy that's a rebel. Oh yeah. And then he, they fall in love. It's like, yeah, of course, you know, I could see girls really being into that. They especially... fall in love, or do they just like have a bit of a romance? And some I, I think that they kind of fall in yeah, love. Fall in love. Oh yeah, you know, I'm sure they get married. I'm surprised they never made it like a proper sequel. You know, where we revisited them. Well, now they can't. Mm. But anyway, my, my point is, I was never a fan of this movie. My sister was a huge fan of this movie. She was like a year and a half older than me. And it was on every friggin' day when that... Oh, that's why you don't like it then. Let's, well, also, I, I didn't like it to begin with. Oh. And then she had the soundtrack that we constantly... Rammed it down, the, down. Yeah. Down, yeah, wherever you want to ram it. <laughs> you know? It's Joe saying there. It's, you know, whenever we get in the car, it was on, it was just consistently on. And then they came out with more, more Dirty Dancing, which was the sequel to this stupid soundtrack, which like the, the crappy songs that they couldn't put on the first one, they had to release another one because it was so damn popular. It was a super popular movie. It was a popular in this, movie. It was. In America. But it's like guys hated it, girls loved it. It was like the Titanic. It's like all Oh, of I the, didn't like Titanic. Well, I'm just saying, like, a bunch of idiot girls went to go see Titanic over and over again, like, 12 times, just because they were in love with Leonardo DiCaprio, and it became, like, the highest grossing movie ever until Avatar. Um, it's the same thing with Dirty Dancing. It made so much at the box office because all these girls like, let's go see Dirty Dancing. You know, so we could see Patrick Swayze in his tight little ass. And all but maybe it's the girl equivalent of like a coming of age movie. It is, yeah. So I go, you, you know, know there's quite it, a few of the guy ones out there, isn't there? I've, I've got that exact point in my notes that it's maybe like the female equivalent of Stand By Me or something, which is obviously an absolute classic, but perhaps appeals film. more. Oh, okay. I'd say well, it's more of the. I was going to say it appeals more to boys, but. <laughs> Well, I'd say it's more the female equivalent to Fight Club, you know. There is no Fight Club. <laughs> no, you don't talk about Fight Club. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, it's torture. It, some of this is absolute torture. I'll get into it later, but yeah, uh, okay. not a fan of them. All right, who's next, Dom? 
Um, so <clears throat> for the second time in consecutive films, we've had to step outside ourselves as reviewers, I think. Because if you just review this as, a, in my case, a 46-year-old man, then you're not really going to like it because it's not aimed at you and it's not really going to resonate. But um, I think it's important to try and judge the film for its target audience and on its own merits. And I think, as Amanda's already said, the soundtrack is just exceptional. In fact, I guess if I say it's one of the best film soundtracks until... Tarantino arrived on the scene. That opening with uh, the Ronettes "Be My Baby," which I think must be mm. one of my all-time favourite songs, is just is really really powerful. Um, and I'm sure you know, like Amanda, through a bunch of I remember my stepsister, she watched it day in day out, hundreds of times probably. Um, I think the dance scenes are, are well executed, but it's pretty repetitive. Uh, if you, I, I designed this drinking game, dirty dancing drinking game. You've got to take a shot every time there's a dance montage. Patrick Swayze has his shirt off. There's a revelation of daddy issues and there's some ham-fisted attempt to represent class conflict on, on the site. And I think nobody could possibly last more than 20 minutes into that or they'd be dead. Because, that's a whole movie. Yeah, it's essentially, like essentially that's the plot shots. point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, chucking teenage girl wish fulfillment and you've got the, you've got bingo. So yeah, it's um, it has its moments. And, and I think actually Jennifer Grey puts in a really good performance in this film. Uh, so she deserves some credit. Patrick Swayze, easy on the eye, good dancer. I think terrible actor in this film. Um, his his attempts to portray someone from the wrong side of the tracks being persecuted by uh, his social superiors, I thought, left a lot to be desired. But an enjoyable romp. Well, I guess that's what you would see. Yeah, it does. It does suffer from soap opera itis. Like if you ever used to watch, sorry, Joe, <laughs> Neighbours or Home and Away back in the day, when basically the entire plot hinges around misunderstandings, uh, which are easily avoidable if somebody just clarifies what's going on. <laughs> but they don't. They just like re- react in the most extreme way possible to it and takes them That's off in a wild tangent. Yeah, but it's true, you know. That... It was, yeah, exactly that. Yeah. Like Kirby yeah. enthusiasm, yeah. <laughs> You got her pregnant, and instead of going, no, no, you misunderstood it was that guy, goes, whoa, and flounces off, and, uh, and that's it, Lee ruins their lives. So. Let's it fester <laughs> yeah, until, just... until the end, yeah. <laughs> well, he, well, the whole thing yeah. is, he, he doesn't even say it. He's like, he doesn't say, no, I didn't. Instead, he just gets mad, and he walks away. It's yeah. like... No, so the, film would end. the film would end. All right, okay, well, sorry. Sorry for that. That's uh, Sorry, old chap. <laughs> Let's have a beer. You're old enough. My daughter's not... <laughs> <laughs> oh, she can have one anyway. It's fine. Uh, Thank you for for having sex with my underage daughter. Well, she's not what? underage, is she? Hang on, no, she is seventeen. She's not allowed to have sex. Well, she's really, in America? S- no. What age do you have to be? Eighteen. I'm pretty what? Sure. Yeah. God. Oh, it's sixteen over here. See, we're still, a bit easier. They still carry pitchforks and uh, <laughs> and mob mob rule. She's seventeen and a half. Wow, seventeen! Wow, crikey! Oh I, d- I never knew that. Unless I'm oh. confused. Or... Anyway, right? Do you want to hear why? I think? Yeah, go on. Really? Right? Okay. Um, culturally, I think this this film. I think this film des- starts by deserving a bit of respect because culturally, films that. You know, so let's step into the nineties. Pulp Fiction. If I if I start, I mean, pointless to people listening on the podcast. But if I did a certain action like that, people would go and go, "Oh, it's John Travolta in Pulp Fiction." If people see a DeLorean, they go, "Oh, that's Back to the Future." If somebody goes, "Nobody puts baby in the corner," then everyone will go, "Oh, I'll try to do it the dance." The amount of weddings that have either been supreme successes or abject failures 
depending on the fact that the level of, relive the of being, being pissed okay. and trying to do that. If you're trying to do that after seven o'clock at a wedding, you've got no chance because alcohol will take over, one will fail. But it's there and it's still in the public consciousness. And you, you actually, you just need to do the action. You don't need to say anything. So I think from a where it is in the 80s, I think it's important. I think it's an important film because there was nothing really like that. And I know, it's a, Joe, you've cynically said, you know, it's a story that you can just recycle and you can just keep doing it and keep doing it. But I think to take those two that weren't well known, if you were big Red Dawn fans, then you would have gone, yes, they're reunited. But people, you know, people weren't in that sense. The people that go see Red Dawn won't, won't be going to go and see this. But <clears throat> the acting is pretty poor. And the story, I had lots of, I'm going to have a little bit of fun with the story. Um yeah, I hope Especially, we go through it. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've got to. If only for the fact is she wins a chicken as a prize. And and I'm going, so that's like being at Butlins and winning a cow or something. And then you go, so what am I supposed to do with that? Oh, well, I don't know. You've won it. You have to look after it now. And you're like, but I've got, where do I put the chicken? Anyway, little things like that are annoying. It's the chemistry between them. <sighs> I would have, I would have liked more between them i think it's because i knew that they didn't get on um i think the porno version would be pretty good well and there probably has to be one dirty dancing <laughs> well that's it, that's that's all that, well i gotta look like, for that there has to be a, i'm gonna look for an Joe, equivalent yeah 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 dom's gonna Go ride ahead. reel off goodwill humping shaving ryan shaving ryan's privates <laughs> No, I was just going to say, I thought there was some real chemistry between Patrick Swayze and the one that played Penny, Cynthia Rhodes. Yeah. You know, the, um, uh, the blonde that's in it at the start. That was pretty pretty good. because she, she looks good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's, um, think? I think. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. Very slim. Uh, a bit of trivia. They had to, because she was so pretty, Even I, I don't know, sometimes I never trust a trick, but they had to put makeup on so that she looked like she was in pain when she was going through all of that because they they tried without makeup and she just looked too good. <laughs> and I was like, mm, yeah, I can believe that. Is it going to be one of those uh, then and now stories though? Is she like really? Oh, I bet she's still, uh, I bet she's still great. Yeah. 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 Someone have a look. Google yeah. her. Right, okay. well, I'm looking at the porn dirty dancing. <laughs> oh, the only one I've found so far is dirty dancing triple X. That sounds all right. You know, there were two two other films in this, Dirty Dancing, Havana Nights, which we'll get to, and then a TV remake in 2017. We should talk about that. But we need to get to Roll Call, I think. Yeah. Or, Amanda, did you have more to add about how much you like this film? Because it's quite comprehensive at the start, that was all. (laughs) Just checking. Just checking. Right. uh, Well, let's play the trailer anyway. Right. Okay, here's the trailer. The heat is in the music. 
The music sets you dancing. The dancing sets her free. Best Drawn Pictures presents Dirty Dancing. She thought it would be just another summer vacation. Who's that? Oh, them. They're the dance people. But it turns out to be the time of her life. What's me now? I can't even do the merengue. He teaches her what she can do. sure who you are, but I don't want you to have anything to do with those people again. Baby, I don't see you running up to daddy telling him I'm your guy. Well, with my father, it's complicated. I will tell him. I, I don't believe you, baby. She shows him all he can be. You gotta stop it now. I know what I'm doing, Penny. I'm scared of everything. Most of all, I'm scared of walking out of this room and never feeling the rest of my whole life the way I feel when I'm with you. What they learn from each other feels too good to be wrong. Dirty Dancing, starring Patrick Swayze, Jennifer Grey, and Cynthia Rhodes. Get ready for the time of your life. Dom, you're right. They start the film with the run, you know, Be My Baby. They start the trailer with it. It gets you. I've got to say the soundtrack. I agree with you 100% about the soundtrack. Um, if you can say this about songs of that era, banger. Just a series of, of absolute belters. Oh, of course you can say it. Those are some of the like best crafted pop songs ever ever written, um, without any hyperbole. I know Phil Spector is uh, a controversial figure in the sense that he's a convicted murderer, but um, you know he couldn't half write a tune. And uh, fair play to him. That yeah, what what an opening it is. <laughs> oh, right in there. With I'm the only one that don't think's done an innuendo. I'll have, to, I'll have to slip one in. Um, hey. Hey. Thank you. Thank you. Right. Um, Joe doesn't like the soundtrack. What's wrong with you, what? Joe? What the hell's yeah, wrong with you? I don't like the soundtrack. Well, I'll tell you, all right. So I was never a fan of that type of, like, was it doo-wop stuff in the 50s? I never liked 50s music. I just wasn't really a fan of that. Hmm. And then I, I guess like it carried over in the stuff. 60s. I liked Elvis, but Elvis was not the like the doo wop like. No, he was. You know, I only have eyes for you, and uh, you know the Ronettes and whatever. It just I don't know. I just never grasped me. But what bothers me with this movie is that you have all of that. I would say predominantly it's fifties, early sixties music, and then you have something like "She's Like the Wind," which is you can tell that it was made early eighties, yeah. Yeah, it was made in that that decade. Yeah, um, why and would hungry they... eyes. Yeah, and hungry eyes. And that's how your life. Yeah, and yeah. Like there, there's several of them like that. It's like why would you infuse those songs in there if you're trying to be realistic to the time? Why not? Hungry eyes is hungry eyes is brilliant. All, all the songs. Well, I'd say the time of your life is good, but the rest of the songs suck. <laughs> Come on, um, I'm just looking at the track listing here. So. Uh, Love is Strange, Mickey and Sylvia, all-time absolute classic. Mm. Uh, Will You Love Me Tomorrow? That, you know, what, what a shame that is. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, the only, in fact, the only one, Hungry, hungry Eyes, Hungry Ass, is that song is uh, called in our house, and uh, that makes it hilarious every time you sing it. Big Girls Don't Cry, Frankie Valley. They're just, 
I know the 60s came and blew them away and that's kind of one of the themes of this film is that you know it's the kind of end of an era this holiday camp before the 60s came in and everyone went to Woodstock and got off their tits and the Beatles and the Stones and everyone well, it's supposed to be set in summer over. 63 so yeah so just on the cusp of like Beatlemania and uh, yeah. all, all that sort of stuff before but the I think change Kennedy being shot yeah. yeah. Um, so it's you know evocative, and I think that's actually one of the film's strengths. Is it does you know at the end it does start to tie tie that together a little bit, a little mm. bit more. But these songs, Joe. Oh, well, you have to understand. I, I've listened to those songs hundreds of Too times. Too many times. Yeah. It, it's. Just I have like the eighties on in the car all the time. I can never get. I can never get tired of certain songs. If they're, well, if they're like classics, them. they're classics. But when you're forced to, to go on a four-hour trip in a car. And having to listen to this stuff over and over, a whole again. four hours, Joe. Jesus. And then on the, the way back, dreadful too. for you, mate. No, but it was every weekend. It was like every friggin' day, going to school, going to a restaurant. It was just constantly on play. And then when it's not in the car, it's in the house. Mm. <laughs> you know, right. fair enough. If, if you've been subject to some sort of clockwork orange style total yeah, immersion exactly. session to it, then I can understand <laughs> perhaps. But for those more casual listeners when it just comes on the radio and you go bang what a tune this is mm. anyway, anyway i don't think the soundtrack was in roll call was it so no uh, but I let's go to let's go to roll call um here we go it's roll call roll call um <laughs> is that a spider-man <laughs> just like the the way we edit these things in i try and go in the flow of it. <laughs> uh patrick swayze um I, I was talking to you. I was saying this to you last whoa, night, whoa, Amanda. Whoa. No, no, whoa. no, come on, whoa, no, whoa, Charlie. Whoa. No, Je- Jennifer Grey. We've got to start with. Surely no. she's the star of the film. That's me. Well, I d- agree. D- she's kind of it's a her movie, basically. No, fine. We'll go Jennifer Grey. That'll be. This will be pretty quick. <laughs> right. Okay. Jennifer Grey. Anybody? <laughs> she's in Dirty Dancing, famously. She killed two He's Irish in... people. Eula. Eula. <laughs> Yeah, she's in Very uh, Spooky Self. And she's also in, what's that thing we were watching about the hotel holiday camp? Red Oaks. Red Oaks. Red Oaks it. is she's brilliant. She's in Red Oaks. Yes. It's really good. Yeah. She was in really um, She was in, She was was in. in Red Dawn, and surely that's got to have had a porno remake with a name like that, you know, making up the crack of dawn and all <laughs> and everything. Crack of so. dawn. <laughs> Who's dawn? <laughs> Who's Alice? Uh, she was also in Friends. She played Mindy in Friends. Say. I will say yeah. she had a smoking body in this movie. I never what? realized it before. Oh, yeah. I thought she had a really nice looking body in this one. There is that one scene in the lake which gives a little bit yeah. back to the long, long-suffering long dads and boyfriends who are made to sit through this film, isn't there? When uh, it all goes a bit wet t-shirt. It does <laughs> get a little bit wet t-shirt, Tom. Yeah. 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 You that's did see old man. That's a bit of the VCR for our older listeners, which gets a bit frayed in the rental shop as it's held on yeah, pause. Yeah, the tape gets a little bit stretched, doesn't it? Because it's been paused and played and paused and played and paused. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, she wasn't at that level, but I'm just saying that she had a nice body, she had nice legs, nice ass, you know, everything else. Um, thanks, thanks for the balance for my earlier sexist remark. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's probably satisfied everybody now. She, she kind of reminded me... It gets cancelled. Yeah, sorry, Jaguar. <laughs> That's all right. I still have another podcast. <laughs> oh, that, I'll be shut off now. The, the, mob, the mob will descend. He'll be uh, Me and Russell Brand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, oh, YouTube's looking for that at the moment. Great. We just <laughs> we just gone on their radar. Amazing. She, yeah. she reminds me of a young Barbara Streisand with her nose. Is that good? Times. She she's she's got a she's got a nicer nose. You thought Barbara Streisand was smoking hot? No, no. I'm just saying that they had similar noses. You know, and um, I'm struggling to. It's probably well, the hair saying, as well, the curly hair. Well, no, you know, I don't Barbara know. Barbara Streisand had that. Yeah, she, yeah, she had curly hair. But that's another problem I got with this movie. Why didn't she have a, a regular hairstyle? That was not a '60s hairstyle that she had. She had an '80s hairstyle for this movie. I felt anyway. I mean, mm. it kind of felt out of touch. Like her sister looked like she was someone from that period. But but again, they don't care. They they don't care about keeping things. That's why they throw in like modern songs into the movie. They just want girls to fill the seats and do whatever they have to while they're in the theater. You know. Lust which, over Patrick's I mean, Did you go see it multiple times like when you were uh, a little girl? That sounds really that's wrong. That's though. really wrong. <laughs> uh, no. All right, all right, a teenage girl, young woman. Yeah. No, I I kind of watched it more as I was older because I could appreciate the uh, the male <laughs> form a lot better and the um, and the moves and the dancing and just everything a little bit better. Yeah, she got a pint of ice cream and a candle and. Uh... <laughs> what the hell are you on, Joe? I don't how, know. How what many times? Doing, no, don't even go there. What am I doing with the candle? Don't, well, yeah. just, don't. <laughs> just hopefully lit it is what he meant. <laughs> well. How many times did you see it, little girl? <laughs> <laughs> Delightful. <laughs> right, anyway. This is wrong. This oh, is going to get banned. We're going to get off uh, Jennifer. Oh, we're going to get off Jennifer Grey. We're going to get off Jennifer Grey. So speaking wrong. of consent, yeah, hashtag, uh, hashtag me too. Yes, <laughs> I did look at the age of consent in the United States. So it varies from 16 to 18. So but where's 16? Depends on what state. Uh, I, I don't what? know. It's like, like quite keen interest in that. Child. No, no, no. <laughs> that was I'm, a bit too much there. No, state, we were talking states, about it before. Blue states will be 16 and red Probably. states will be 18. Well, yeah. this was supposed to be in Catskills, wherever the hell that is. New York, New York. Right, 17, so what, what would, 17 is the what well right now is the age of consent, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was younger at that point during that period. Mm. Okay. Anyway, let's move on. Patrick Swayze. So is it fair to say Patrick Swayze had everything? Seven uh, years? No. He had a good four years. And that pretty much defines Patrick Swayze. What do you mean a good four years? Dirty Dancing, Roadhouse, Ghost, Point Break. Tell me any other film outside of that and not the Julie Newmar film that you're going to say, Joe. Tell me any other Patrick Swayze film outside of that. Uh, Just to to be the uh, dick that spoils that uh, little thing. But Donnie Darko, he was great in Donnie Darko. Okay, yeah. Was he in Donnie Darko? Yeah. I love Donnie Darko. He was a teacher, wasn't he? I think. He had to be in, like... Wasn't he in that movie, you know, with... uh, not the Wanderers, the Outsiders. The Outsiders, yeah, yeah. So, which was nineteen eighty three, and Donnie Darko is two thousand and one. So, just to slightly contradict Charlie's uh, little box that he's put him in a four years, but that's quite a film career. But Donnie Darko it's is such what? a good film. He's that motivational speaker. 
that what what a tune that is. I said the Renettes was a, was a brilliant intro, but there's that Mad World, the uh, what's it called, Gary Jules version. Oh, I hate no, that version. Wow, uh, wow, they wow. murdered that. Right, uh, slaughtered. Well, it, I have had I've had an absolutely awful day today. I've had a really bad day, and just to cheer myself up, I played that earlier. Just to, yeah. just to really just to really wallow in it uh, earlier, and um, and actually, it was so miserable that it brought a smile to my face. So that's 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 the vibe I'm bringing. To and the then you stuck on Radiohead to really get it's the party started. I, I love Radio. I love Radio. I know you do. And oh, I, don't tell me you like REM as well. Uh, uh, the Ned World like and Donnie Darko oh. was that the original one? What, what? Sorry? Tears for Fears did the original. Yeah, um, Tears for Fears in the 80s. Yeah. My sister All right, so, so you don't like Tears for Fears. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like Tears for Fears too. I didn't realize they did the original. But So you don't like the one that's in Donnie Darko? No. Oh. It was Christmas number one, 2005. Christmas number one. So everyone's everyone's watching, opening the presents. <laughs> oh, it's lovely. <laughs> watching the snow outside. And this guy comes on, on a piano. And basically people are like going... Well, if you hadn't had that family argument that leads to the high divorce rate that happens during Christmas, then you're about to, right now. There's a reason I'm drinking Stoford Press cider rather than the uh, Coke Zero that I've been sponsored by in recent pods. Yeah, I'm on the, <laughs> I'm on the hard stuff and I'm listening to uh, Matt, the, yeah, the, what's he, what was he called? Gary Jules. Gary yeah. Jules, yeah. Gary yeah. Jules' version of Mad World. That's the only version I know. I didn't know that there was another one. Oh, well, well oh, I'll, Joe. I'll be happy to do it. Anyway, can we, we, we this okay. might be the longest past podcast ever patrick swayze so we've done yep. that he was also in the player uh he was in two wong fu uh roadhouse with love roadhouse which i've mentioned he also appears in dirty dancing havana nights which is oh, an unofficial God. sequel but Didn't know it's we did set that four years night. before this film it's a prequel but he's older and it's embarrassing it's a it's an <laughs> awful cameo it's can dreadful I ju- can i just what, direct our, our loyal listeners to your previous pod for roadhouse because that that was several oh, seasons I loved ago it, yeah that is my favorite i think it's my favorite one you ever did um <laughs> it's still, it's still, uh, it just cracks me up when you two are talking about the uh how do the economics of this bar work on the basis that it's totally destroyed every evening to the point of having to get joiners plasterers roofers in they might as well just sit, torch the thing and rebuild it from scratch each day but yeah oh that's a funny pod uh yeah that shares in the wood industry nearby <laughs> that's right yeah, it's, it's a scam isn't it <laughs> well, total scam, yeah. Um, I did. I did want to say that I'm really surprised they never did a proper sequel to this movie because it was so huge. Uh, he got offered like six pricking. million to do the sequel, and he went, "I'm not. Do- I don't do sequels." What, what yeah, what would the sequel be anyway? It'd be just Baby and uh, Patrick Swayze married. Yeah, <laughs> two kids. Constantly fighting. And <laughs> yeah, it's about the loss of innocence. And he's uh, the pub again with his mates. It's yeah. like listening to children, gonna, baby number one and baby number the two. Milkman. <laughs> <laughs> and the milkman turns out to be a samba king. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I could have. I could have definitely written a, an easier, you know, a, a decent script for. Seen Dirty yeah. Dancing too, but there probably wouldn't be much Dirty Dancing in it, you know. Okay, well, no, because obviously you're not. Uh, no, not just a, no, just be revisiting what happened to them. You know, did they get married? Did they have children? You know. Uh, Sometimes I, you can just let a story like just. Let but it, I'm just saying, if you're go. Patrick Swayze. All right, I'll do it for ten million dollars. You're Patrick Swayze, and you're you get asked to do sequels. You said, "Don't do sequel. We'll pay four million. No, five million. No, six million. Oh, right? Okay, we're not paying you anymore. Fine. Let's just right. bin it. Let's just bin it." And then he says, "Oh, I'm too busy making Ghost, which is going to be a, a mega success." 
And then I'm going to make one of the best action films of the 90s. I'm going to make Point Break. Fine. And then what happened? You know? Well, nothing. Oh, well, then he was in the player. But as we took, as we talked about that film every time, everyone's in the player. So what, he turns what, up in the player. What would it, what would it really make of Dirty Dancing actually look like in the modern age? Because it's quite quaint, actually, if you look back at what was considered to be Dirty Dancing. I mean, it's um, in an era of Cardi B and WAP. Um, <laughs> and, you know, short of twerking with a thong, where, where, where'd you go next? I'm not sure that's going to fill an hour It would be naked, you know, naked dirty dancing. Right, okay. Isn't Around that or... what you see in the... In the, in the porn one? Say, in the nightclubs. But the... Are there <laughs> any nightclubs these days? Nightclub spells. In ITE, yeah. Or underwater dancing, dirty dancing, or dirty dancing uh, in space. Dirty dancing in space. Zero Gs. <laughs> no, there'd be plenty of G's. Um, anyway, Jerry Allback, so her, her dad. Right, I, I'm, I know I don't even need to look at Amanda to look at the blank face that, that's going to come from give me anything else he's been in. But no, anybody else? Happy days? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think we've done this on Rusted Junk yet, but it is an obscure film which could do with a better audience, and that's that FX, Murder by Yes, Illusion. I've got that down, yeah, with Brian Brown. It's a yeah. brilliant film. Yeah, That is a good film, yeah. It is a good now, film. I, I feel like he's known for Beauty and the Beast, you know, as uh, yeah. Lumiere. That's how I know him as. The, the talking candles. about Baby's Dad? Yeah, the candlestick. Yeah. The voice of the candlestick. Be my be our guest. He sings that. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, that's why you're here. We're here to educate you every, every wow. time you come on. Thanks. Fill, fill in the gaps of your uh, broken 80s. That's why we're here. And in this case, early 90s. Like uh, let's not forget, he's also the coach yeah, in Bruce's Millions. Again, a great film. I think so. Uh, he was in Delirious with John Candy. Uh, he was in a series called The Law and Harry McGraw. Usually I like these obscure 1890s. No idea. Um, but massively, 258 episodes of Law and Order. Yeah. So, doing something right. Anyway, we need to move on. Cynthia Rhodes. Anyone? She was the dancer. She's in Flashdance. Yes. I, I expected you to, to, to say that, Joe. Do you want to go for the other dance film? Right. Not the Bamba. She was in <laughs> Staying Alive, the sequel to Oh yeah. The sequel to Saturday Night Fever. That was her biggest role. Ah, uh, well. Well, yes, it was. But my favorite role uh was when she starred in the nineteen eighty four film Runaway with Tom Selleck and Gene Simmons. Where she played oh, a yeah. cop. Yeah. yeah. She was good in that. But she after was in 19- the, yeah. she was in that Toto video, Rosanna. She was, which we're gonna which I was going to get to, but yeah, thank you. Sorry. That's fine. Yeah, and with Patrick Swayze, both I didn't of them. Realize, were I didn't realize he was in that. He's both of them were in it. But after 1991, IMDb goes dead. She didn't die. She probably real estate or probably sells cars or owns a bakery or something. Well, she she married knows. Richard Marks, like she was married to him. Oh, okay. No. Well, we so mean. she just basically lived off. Yeah, he is. He definitely is. What a letdown. Um, 1991. That's the end of that one. Uh, Jack Weston, um, the guy who is the owner, Callaghan. Nope. Uh, nope. Nope. Right. Okay. So uh, I'm going to have to say a very, very, very guilty pleasure here. Uh, he was in Can't Stop the Music, the Village People film. Jesus. Uh, I did like that. 
Uh, it's in the four seasons with Alan Alda, the biggest turkey of the 80s, Ishtar, with uh, Warren Beatty and Dustin Hoffman, and also in what I'm currently uh, starting to watch, Short Circuit 2. Yeah, anyway, so we can move off that. Right, Wayne Knight. Joe, I'm coming to you first. Wayne Knight was the announcer. He was kind of like the jester, the kind of like the yeah, the person that was cracking jokes all the way through. Oh, the dark-haired guy. Yeah, the little fat guy. Fat guy wasn't in it a lot, but right. Joe, I'm coming to you first. Amanda, I'm coming to you second, and then Dom, pick up the the the, the question that Amanda can't answer. Joe, okay. Give me Question. his famous. Give me his most famous role in your eyes. Uh, it's Newman and Seinfeld. I. You, Excellent, Joe. You're playing into this perfectly. It would be. Amanda, what... Sorry. What 19... Uh, early 90s creature film was was he... Little Shop of Horrors. Okay, I'll give you a clue. Uh, Alien? Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh, uh. Gremlins? you got no, Samuel say, Jackson not going. Not creature. Come oh, on! I say dinosaur. Dinosaur. <laughs> oh, there you oh, go. There you go, right. Okay. <laughs> you want to to... Dinosaur, dinosaur movie of the nineties. Brilliant score. Uh, oh, good lord! All I've got in my head is Barney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was in the costume. He could fit in that costume. Jurassic oh, Park. Oh god, yeah. Sorry, I didn't like that film. Anyway, I didn't really watch it. God, you wanted. I think you wanted the <laughs> dinosaurs in. But you love Dirty Dancing. People, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, figure. I can um, watch Dirty Dancing over and over at Jurassic Park. Yeah. Tom, uh, your test. Um, licking of the lips, legs crossing. What? Yeah, I'm surprised that's the one you gave me because that's okay. obviously ba- basic instinct. But I thought the okay. one you were going to chuck my way was the film you made me watch into double figures uh back into the left back into the left yeah in, jfk uh... yeah oh my I god <laughs> was he in jfk yes oh there's a scene in seinfeld where they they redo that scene and and he's in it you know yeah <laughs> that's how what i know of. i've seen JFK. don't be so despondent in jfk seriously it's a, yeah. <laughs> still stands the test of time well if, if uh, joe says he's been subjected to the Ron- ronettes one too many times then i've been subjected to that <laughs> film one too many times i bet me and amanda between us have seen it a hundred times just she's never i've never sat down you. and watched it with her no well, well what changed you i've got the director's cut as well i'll be i'll be putting that on at some point um he was in, he was in punisher who isn't in that film <laughs> But anyway, cool. It's funny. He was in Punisher War War Journal. It was a War Journal, a War Zone, hmm. and uh, my favorite Punisher movie. And he plays uh, the guy in the chair. I forget his name. But it, when he first came up on the screen, I was like, "It's Newman," <laughs> you know. So that's what, like, over here, that's what he's known for as being Newman, more so than well, Jurassic Park. Uh, then we've got to uh, just to fill in the the gaps that I've got. Uh, to Die For with Nicole Kidman and Joaquin Phoenix. That is a great film. Uh, it's in Space Jam. Uh, he's also the voice of the Collector mm. in Toy Story Two, uh, and he's the voice of the Penguin in the Harley Quinn series. Oh, that's right. He's in the Collector. Yeah, he's in Toy Story Two. Yeah. Toy Story Two. Yeah. Right. Anyway, the end of roll call. Finally, we made it. Um, right. So, who wants to? Who wants to? Man, do you want to set the scene with the film and take us take us up to a certain point? Oh, okay. Uh, so, summer of 
63. Um, the uh, family go on a vacation, as they say, in our friends over the pond in America. Um, That's Holly, Holly Bob's for our English listeners. Oh, God, no, don't yeah, be, never say that hey, ever Holly again. Bob. Oh, God, that's a horrible word. Um, uh, they go to Kellerman's, as discussed previously, um, and it's like a uh, holiday, posh holiday sort of, I don't need to describe it, everybody's seen From it. hell. You know, that's, you know, if Wikipedia was edited by, by Amanda, it'd be great. Yeah. So, you know the thing, so there was this chocolate bar, and I can't remember the chocolate bar. It was, it was kind of like, and you're like, just... Just, just go through it and just tell us, and then, then we'll come back to. It's got chocolate in it. Various musings. Yeah. Citation so, needed. So it, it's all set up, really, isn't it? So uh, the the guy that owns the hotel thrusts his son towards baby, basically, and he's like a, a catch. Maybe those two will kind of, you know, get it on. Uh, baby's really not impressed at all. Doesn't really get it. Not really fancied him at all. So. Uh, there's a merengue class going on, isn't there? Um, I thought you were going to say there was an orangutan. I was like, with one of the rockets. Like two, Clyde. Which is um, <laughs> Penny, who uh, gets uh, knocked up, as they say. Um, so, yeah, there's some cool stuff going on. Um, oh, yeah, it's a bit cringy, isn't it, when the, the hotel manager's son takes baby off to the. I don't know, by the water. They're on a bridge, aren't they? And he says, oh, I just love to see your hair in the breeze. And you're like, I was nearly swore there. And you're like, flipping heck, right? He's only known her like a few hours and he's like gushing all over. I'd be thinking you're a flipping creep. Why am I stood here on a bridge with you? This is why it's a chick flick. (laughs) I'm loving this concise description to get get us to a certain point. Do you you not think, Amanda, they make him a bit one-dimensional? I mean, like... You know, he's so unattractive and, and so kind of obnoxious that it's not really a, a, a fleshed out character, is he? There's no real conflict between who be, she's going to go is, for between yeah, him and Patrick it, Swayze. It's clear who she's going to go for because as soon as she sees him, she's all perfect. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like, that's what it is. They're setting you up for the girls. It's like, yeah, she's stuck with this stick in the mud. And then all of a sudden, it's Johnny. And they Johnny, take out there. Yeah. So, pocket, yeah. pocket rockets, oh. you know, and go to. You can't imagine. You can't. You can imagine the dad thinking that this guy is probably better for her than the guy that doesn't. You know, makes a couple of bucks here and there and every summer, and then can, can we God just address what this? he does? There's, I don't know, Amanda, what you think about this from the female perspective. But there's a whole focus on daddy issues in this film, which is quite ridiculous. You know, it's the extent that it's explored. I think that bit where um, he finds out that she's. This is later on in the film where he's, she's been sleeping with. Patrick Swayze character and he's basically sat out on this veranda overlooking the lake you know looking absolutely desolate all, all he needs to do is like just basically put a gun in his mouth and <laughs> blow his head off and that would um, I've never seen a man look so depressed in my life It's I would have been pissed cool. off if I was him I completely sympathise with the guy I'd have been like pack your bags we're going home right now yeah because you've got, you got to remember right back in the day yeah you know doing that sort of thing wasn't respectable at all on it's not respectable now. Now. no it's well i don't know i think it's more acceptable uh well it certainly is over here anyway but to imagine that your youngest that. daughter is having sex uh and she's you know she's not well 
fairly well, I, don't think, I, don't, I don't think he has to imagine it, does he? He just needs to kind of uh, yeah, accept that it happens. And, um, <laughs> the, the traditional yeah. way is you get married. Was she first. on top or was yeah, she on the that's bottom? Right, perhaps that's why I misread it. Yeah, perhaps he's sitting there just churning <laughs> over in his mind uh, as erratic. Like you get married first before you have sex, don't you? That, yeah, that's especially the back way. Then. So to, to actually, uh, you know, realise that your daughter's... Uh, and you're paying money. You're paying money for a vacation and yeah. then you find out that your your daughter, who was a virgin, got knocked up by some guy that works he, there. I'd be pissed. Yeah, who he thinks knocked up the, the knocked penny up, but he didn't. Yeah. So that's what all what's going through his head. So you've got to understand that context of he might have mortified basically that oh. he's probably feeling a lot of shame, and yet you know she's got the guts to stand in front of him and say you know you've let me down too because you you made me believe that i could change the world and i could do this and do that and you know and it's not true and it's not real so yeah, but he's it, let her down well, by well, believing right. in all this other stuff can we inject can we inject a bit of reality into this he's an awful he's an awful dad right and worth the, his dad. right right and, the, right and the case in point is he takes the, I know, right, we've abandoned doing the the little bits and, and, and then looking back on them because we're going all over the shop like we normally do. But here is, he takes the cake, he goes, goes and sees Penny, he looks after Penny. On the way back, he goes, I don't, I don't want you seeing him anymore. I don't want you doing anything. And what does he do? He leaves her alone and goes back to sleep. And and you hear him hear the wife go, is there anything going on? No, 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 nothing. Don't worry. You know, I've just basically had to, you know, uh, do, do minor surgery on somebody who had a, hey, a, a, hey, wait a, a minute. This awful abortion. man. No, no. He saved the right. life. That's this yeah, terrible. Saved, right. Saved the life. Individual. Not enough to tell her that you know what's going on. And you can think, oh well, that's dad protecting protecting her and being all nice and daddish. No. What does she do? Turn straight around and go back and sleep with Patrick Swayze. He does that night, yeah. Right. And then yeah, so when the dad's not sitting there going, well, Where I the can't hear the she? door going. Well, can't he's not an awful she's got dad. A, Oh. She's not snoring or anything. I can't hear her. Yeah. Oh, is it that she's been shagged senseless in the in the cabin? Well, no, you do the stage then, Charlie. You got your shotgun cocked over your arm, have you? Uh, <laughs> not, not on my watch. I fear for Amy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, she caught my crossbow in her on the back. Yeah. No, she's an awful daughter. He's not an awful dad. Why? Well, she's not an awful daughter. Why yes, she's she an awful is. daughter? Because he just saved, you know, that girl's life. He gave her $250 for her to have the abortion. He's like, that's what I spent my money on, you know? And it's like, and then she's like, I'm sorry, dad. And it's like, all right, we're going home oh, tomorrow. Okay. No, like, no. I'm just going to have sex with him one last time before we go. Because it was so good, you know? Yes, yeah, but she has sex with him at least three times. Like, yeah. Having, separate have, occasions have, having sex isn't, isn't a crime, is it? Having sex is like a... Back then it was, especially when you're a kid. Well, you know, again, if I had a daughter and you know, I spent all this money to go on vacation, and you find that she that she had sex with this guy, potentially getting knocked up because I didn't, I don't even know what their version. Well, I guess they did have condoms back then, but oh, well, he wasn't using them. No, um, right, delinquent dad example number two. Dad, can I have two hundred fifty two hundred fifty dollars? Well, that's a lot of money. What do you need it for? No. Oh. Can't tell is you. it illegal? No, oh, I can't tell you. You just got to trust Perhaps. me. And then, oh, he trusted her. That's proceeds to bugger off the rest of the time. So she, they never see her. The last time he sees her, he gives her the, presumably gets the two hundred and fifty quid, gives it to her, and then because she's training and she's dancing all the time, she's not there. Now, any other dad would have gone. 
So the last time I saw her, she said she needed 250 quid, but didn't tell me what for. I wonder where she is. I wonder if she's okay. Oh my God, is she involved in something? I mean, it's like organised crime. Has it followed me from the city or something like that? No, nothing at all. She just appears and she spends all the time with Johnny. And you're like, on your watch, my friend, you have just let her down. (laughs) What about a world where the dad goes, well, we're on vacation. I hope my daughter's having a nice time making some friends. Maybe she's exploring life as a 17-year-old. And, uh, you know, I don't want to visualise that, but I'm glad she's having a good time. That's like, that's what dad should be like. eh? Is that what you're going to be like, Dom? That's what I am like now, yeah. I think pretty much. I hope my dad is painting, my daughter is painting scenery for like some kind of show that they're doing on vacation. Yeah, but what they were doing stuff together. They were doing the Mambo when they first came here, where they said, look, there's a Mambo class. Oh, great. I haven't unpacked yet, but I, let's all go to the Mambo class and do it together. I didn't want to She say didn't turn it. up for tennis. She didn't turn up for mini golf. She didn't turn up for, I don't know, potting or something like that. So did, any, did any of you actually go away with your family? I was going to say, go, I went to a place on, like hang that. Hang on. Did, did any of you go away with your family and have sexual experience that your family didn't know about at the time whilst you were on holiday? No. No. I think well, I stopped not, going on holiday no. with my my family when I was quite young, so no. No, no, no when I was a little kid, oh, I went I to a did. place. Oh, you did. Ah. Oh, right. 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 right, okay. Roll up these sleeves. Go <laughs> the, on podcast, the podcast be damned. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's, let's go. Can we just put a little piano track <laughs> in the background? Here, this is like confessions, isn't it? I'm going to put our tune in from Radio 2 in there. Yeah. So how old His name was like Johnny. <laughs> he wasn't actually. It was really bad because oh god, I can't believe I'm even doing this. Just Bye. go for it. Just no, yeah, no, 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 no. So set this up. So where did you go? Okay, so it was the last holiday I went on with my. Remember, parents. your clients are listening to this as well. By the way, yeah, I know. Cool. I'll keep. Oh, it don't, clean. don't. Yeah, just no, no. Just go for it, Amanda. <laughs> you <laughs> are bad influence. Look at you. You're right, you're right, ghoul. Right. You, 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 it was your last holiday with your parents, yeah. Yes, it was, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, it, it's like confessions with Dom. Um, okay, I was 16. Uh-huh. Oh, crap. Well, that's the age of consent there, right? And 16 and a half, I was. Yeah, so 16 and a half, just before... Um, no, I was at... Was I at college? Yes, I was at college. Um, no, I just finished... Hang on. So you tell oh, me. What, what was this section? No, no, sorry. You take your time. Yeah, Actually, I was, I was 23 at the time. About to start college, right? So uh, my sister's five years older, so she basically didn't want to come on holiday. She'd, she'd got a, a chap <laughs> she, anyway. She had enough sex on vacation. Yeah, she'd been out. She'd been going out with somebody for like, God, about nearly five years at that point. So, uh, yeah, we were at this really nice hotel in Newquay. And uh, there weren't that many kids around that were my age. Um, and then there was this lad who had a sister who was younger. And I sort of got talking to the sister. And then she went, oh, do you want to meet my brother? I was like, yeah, all right then. And then it just went on from there. It was really random. And then because uh, I didn't sleep in the same room as my mum and dad because I was 16. They paid for a single room for me to come on holiday. So kind of you know took advantage of the situation nothing happened we just got naked and slept in the same bed and mike touched a few things that's all oh he, he touched a few things right <laughs> like, like to, the cut, lamp cut, the cut, to amanda's, cut to amanda's dad the next morning 
<laughs> so no, they knew nothing. Yeah. They knew uh, nothing about it whatsoever. They'd have been mortified. Especially so what time did you skulk out then in the morning? Eh? Well, presumably, you know, your dad's an early riser and then he's like... No idea. Amanda, was his, going, out, going out to... Was his I, I don't know why somebody room reimagined room? your dad as some sort of schoolmaster from a, the 1890s. But oh, yeah. they, they were nowhere near my room. What? So wait a minute. So the, but they're at the other end of the hotel and yeah, they're leaving you yeah. in an unlocked yeah. hotel room. In a different hotel. Yeah, it was in almost a different hotel. the end of the hotel. Oh, right, okay. It was great. And well, then they, they the waiter, trusted their actually, daughter. this is a baby moment. The waiter, who was from Liverpool, had a massive Scouse accent, right? Took a shine to me. And... Um, he kept in touch with me. He wasn't allowed to fraternise with the guests, so he didn't, but he wanted to desperately. Um, so he, we exchanged addresses. This is way before mobile phones, texts, anything like that. So we exchanged addresses. He wrote to me a few times, and bless him, he made me a proper mixtape. I thought you were going to say necklace and you were going to pull it out. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh. no, but he, he made me a, a mixtape. Oh, that's nice. Well, 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 listen to I, the music. I, I always remember Miles. No, I was <laughs> listening to um, um, Radio 1. I, I taped Radio 1 um, dance music because there wasn't a lot about at the time. Um, and it was a DJ called uh, um, Jeff Young. And he used to do a show called National Fresh, and it was all the new dance stuff, and 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 that, and I used to tape it. So I was listening to that, and he listened to it, and he went, "Oh my god, you love the same music as me." He says, "I've got loads of stuff. I do like DJ mixing." Uh, just to bring it to life a bit no. more, can you do? No, come on. No, no. Oh, we love the same so, music. So instead of saying uh, you're <laughs> wild, you know what? Though, I am boss. a bit of a sucker for an accent. I'll tell you that it's terrible. But, oh, yeah. for the Scouse accent. <laughs> Mm. Good lord! For risk of alienating all our all our listeners from the northwest, we're gaining some from Manchester at this rate. But yeah, you, you didn't, the scouts answer accent, my question. Seriously. Though was the sister Joe. was the sister in the room with you? Oh God, no! Why? No, I don't know. I mean, no. so the Dom perks up uh, again. Yes, tell, tell me more. No, look, I, I'm I appreciate Amanda sharing this uh, this formative story, highly edited, selectively remembered uh, formative story. I suspect, <laughs> but nevertheless, you know, it's definitely worth definitely worth hearing. There wasn't there wasn't a lot more to it. Nothing than that. happened. I think but, the day yeah. after they left, anyway, so mm-hmm. that was it. Just with happy memories. Well, there weren't that many memories, but yeah, it was a couple, it was of, couple of tweaks, a couple of uh, yeah, yeah, bruises, bruises. What the hell? <laughs> it's nothing like that. It was just very innocent. Did, did you see his Todger? Oh, for Todger. God's sake. We're not going there. Did you have well, your hands on his Todger? You said yeah. the two of you were both naked. Yeah, you must exactly. have done. Weren't you huh? curious? I mean, that's a yes. I'm not doing then. this, okay? I'm not okay. Okay. You were the one that brought it up, not us. Yeah. Well, you, you, I mean, you said you didn't have scene. sex. We're just trying to fill in the gaps. So like we... let's just say I had my own sort of baby coming of age moment, but it wasn't a full coming of age moment, really. It was just some second base, then, Joe. Second yeah. base, yeah. That's was it. it your first time, like <laughs> right? Uh, even I, even I'm starting to feel a bit uncomfortable now. Yes, it was. <laughs> yes. It was your first time, okay? Uh, yeah, in the bed together. Yeah, I've done okay. stuff like other than that. 
Okay, this point, Amanda, this oh, point, no. Come on, this, let's get back on the movie. Yeah, at this point, Amanda regrets going, yeah, and I also do a podcast <laughs> called Rusty Junk on her, on her audits. Yes. Excellent. I can imagine uh, Sir Dennis from, uh, from the Rise of Ritual Parent. Oh, Perry. dear. <laughs> um, anyway, right, so... I didn't. Ultimate, I, I, I we, we've got to speed you. this up a little bit because Can I just we're, say we're, this gonna, really... we're, we're an hour and a quarter in, and we barely got into the film. I, but I did want to mention this. Though. I did go to a place like that when I was younger. It was just oh, like right. that. It, it was called Schmidt's, and the guy that owned it was called Mister Schmidt. You know, really? <laughs> yeah, and it was did in the Poconos. What's that? Was he Jewish? Well, Schmidt. Yeah, would... Schmidt's a German name. Yeah, I think he was probably German. Oh, because uh, we had a lot of goulash, you know. Oh, <laughs> Hungarian. Well, well, what, what, no, this, That's but it was just like this place, like where you know it, they would have families come there and they would stay in their rooms, and then they would like create like every day was like a theme, like every night was a theme night, like you'd have you know a costume party contest, a talent show. One night would be movie night, and like they'd always try to come up with activities where like the, I guess the workers would try and help people to learn how to dance and you know go to a lake and all that stuff it was just like it it was exactly like it except you know there was no sex involved I and mean, i was like really young like four or five years old you know but it was just well, like then yeah just just as well, well yeah yeah well <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad that ended ended there the girl would have been disappointed let's just say oh no oh right oh, right okay, okay. Um, while we're talking about the venue, uh, it's a real place. It's in Virginia. Uh, it's still going. And every year they have three weekends that are dedicated to dirty dancing, which Ooh. are, as you can expect, are packed. There's oh, a private screen. There's a private screening. Uh, they do a sock hop. God knows. Uh, a watermelon toss. They do dance lessons and a dirty dancing scavenger hunt. And at this point, man is going, well, could we go to Virginia for a holiday next year? I'd love year? to do that. I'll go no, I've been there. I, I, no, I've been to the, you know, they also, they filmed it in Lake Lore in, in North Carolina. Okay. Because at some point, isn't it in, in your trivia, like where uh, they couldn't film anymore in that place? So they, I think they filmed most of it in North Carolina. Oh, okay. I, uh, well, I, maybe. Like the lake scene. I've been on the lake that they did the whole lake thing and you know like they had to do a lot of the the filming in lake lore so i've i've definitely been there that's their okay. whole thing so it's like you go on a tour you... yeah i didn't pick yeah. that one up i'm surprised you've not been to it my friend because you and i went to virginia how many times yeah i know well we can't we can to... week off we were doing at one stage weren't we for for quite a while i can't believe i went to sea world and didn't investigate all the jaws three i i even got video from sea world and there, there are all the all the locations from Jules Three, and I'm like, oh for goodness sake! And Was there's plaques, the World? Uh, yeah, in Orlando. Oh, there's, Orlando. There's plaques okay. up at various places to signify this is where Jules Three was was filmed, and I'm like, missed that. Oh. But anyway, right back to the film. So, because Penny uh, has uh, can't compete uh, and dance with Johnny. Baby steps up because she carries the watermelons into the thing. And she sees all the pretty people dancing, which yeah. is a bit weird, I'd have to say, because they make them sound like the sort of woods people. Ooh, those dance people that sort of live in the woods. Um, they're all young. They're all beautiful. They're all slim. There's a thing called the, there's a wig show going on. 
don't understand that. That's fine. Usually at parties like this, you don't have like a selection of wigs that people can put on. Um, but yeah, so she agrees to to be the partner, as preposterous as that sounds. And then she goes into training. Mm. And they start log training, which in real life, Patrick Swayze uh, basically wanted to do all his own stunts. But unlike Tom Cruise, either, actually Tom Cruise has had a couple of uh, accidents feeling Mission Impossible. Uh, he kept falling off the log so badly that he had to have the fluid drained from his knee. Um, so, yeah, it all looks quite nice on there and everything. But I was looking at the log and I was like, where's the safety net? Unless underneath all those leaves is, is a big pillow, just in case they fall off. But that no, was the log. He did fall off and he knackered his knee up. So, yeah. Didn't log he knacker it, knacker it up completely in the last sort of scene with the dancing? Because um, I didn't get that. If that happened, that would make yeah, total sense. He did. Yeah, he okay. did. Uh, he was really poorly after jumping off the stage, I think it was, in the last scene. Um, yeah. But um, there's a documentary, what? isn't there, about um, dirty dancing and all this sort of story about making. Yeah, I wouldn't mind. And... I wouldn't mind seeing that. The trouble is, one of the things that I think about this film, I think it's rushed slightly. And by rushed, when I got the trivia, it was like, uh, yeah, that kind of makes sense now. They basically filmed this. They had two weeks rehearsal and six weeks filming, and mm. that was it. And they had to film it in such a short amount of time. Two weeks rehearsal for something like this. Wow. I've got to say that if that's the case and that's what they came up with and that was the standard, that's pretty good. But it does feel like it was like the story is is so generic that there's barely time to develop any. You, you call it generic, but another way of call it, putting it would be simple. It's a simple story, isn't it? But that kind of mm. makes it yeah. effective, perhaps. And, um, you know, that coming of age, rites of passage. But from the female perspective, I think it's. Mm. That, that's why it's so successful because it resonates you can watch it in the 80s when it came out you can watch it in 2023 and it's the same good old-fashioned story all right with a bit of a twist with the abortion and, and things like that a bit more edgy but um it's a simple well love story really yeah well we started mm. watching it and amy was watching it with us and she was actually paying attention she wasn't on the phone or anything and i just realized she's the same age as what i would have been when the movie came out but she's watched it before with you, though, isn't she? No. I thought was she'd there... watched the whole... Oh. Okay. No, she's not watched Did she watch the whole thing? No. Oh, she no, walked she didn't away. watch it, the whole thing, because she'd been at a dance show, a uh, dance festival all day, and it was late when we started, so... Oh, okay, so she wasn't into it, really. She was. She she was really disappointed. I'm like, oh, I'll watch it again with you, because it's one of my favourite movies, don't worry. She was like, oh, okay, then. She I mean, seriously, though... Out. Like getting back to you know the whole theme about the father and all that, I, I don't know. I, I just felt so sorry for him. You know, I mean, I feel sorry for you guys too because you guys, all of you, have daughters. I think that's got to be one of the biggest fears is that you can't protect them forever. For, forever, you know. And yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, you just have to make sure that you, you know, give them the the tools in order and the the common sense in order to look after themselves. Um, like, like, were I you thinking about that? Like I was never you're... given those sort of uh, skills or tools, or I never really had any conversations about sex or how to go about it and make sure that it was safe. 
So I came from a very naive place. And I think that naivety still exists to a certain point. Um, But I think, yeah, it's important to have these conversations with your kids because I know, like, from my history, what happened, you know, growing up and coming of age and different things. And I got myself into some really stupid situations um, that should never have happened. Um, But it was just because I didn't really know any any better and I wasn't very wise. And we didn't really talk about that kind of thing. So, yeah, (laughs) I want to make sure that Amy's well-educated and she can come and talk to us about anything. About anything for you. Good for you. And to be perfectly honest, even if, you know, I mean, this is coming into more of a kind of discussion about sex, really, isn't it, than the film? But to be perfectly honest, if I would prefer it that she was open and honest with us and said, look, I want to, you know, pursue this this guy or, you know, we've, we've kind of had a kiss and stuff. And, you know, I wouldn't mind if she wanted to be safe that she was at home i think also you know you can't you can't look at these things as fears to be avoided and you know there are there are horrible things that happen in the world of course but actually Mm -hmm. life's for living isn't it and you want your children ultimately to experience all the wonderful things life has to offer a part of which is of course sex and love isn't it and uh yeah yeah to be safe in doing so and Mm -hmm. you know if if you can provide an environment or you know, at least enable them to realise what is appropriate and inappropriate in terms of, you know, um, what happens in sexual relationships that, you know, it's um, age appropriate, obviously. Then, yeah, it's 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 something that I'm quite open about with her. <laughs> much oh, to, uh, much yeah, to yeah. her disappointment, I think, sometimes she's a bit like, oh, don't... And then I realised, oh, actually, she's only just 13. She's probably not ready. I, I was, when I when during lockdown, when we were allowed an hour every day and, you know, hours exercise seems preposterous. We never stuck to an hour. But, I, you know, I went walking with Amy in the fields and I just talked to her. She asked me questions and I just gave her a straight answer. Uh, you know, as much as I, as much as I possibly could, um, rather than telling her some of the, you know, other stuff that was in my head, but just answering it plainly and simply. And I think we've always had that. Is that mm. she can just she can just basically ask me anything and I'll give her a straight answer. Mm. Um, and yeah, so there were no benefits to lockdown. I wouldn't even say that was slight benefit. Is that we we gelled a little bit more, but yeah, still I'd go back and do it a different way. You can screw lockdown. Um, anyway, off uh, off on back off up, on back onto the film. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, basically, the film should be called. The hippie meets the casual worker because that's essentially what this is. She's a hippie. What's she studying? She's Dear a yuppie, Lord. I would say. Dear Lord, no, she's, she's not. not. She's, she's going to end up from the... right. She's a she hippie. Wants to go so into the she... Peace Corps. What is that? Yeah. Well, well, one of the um, one of the key points about this film is that she's Jewish and the family are Jewish, and and that's kind of acknowledged at one level, but never ever mentioned. And you've got this kind of whole dynamic about this Jewish family mixing with, I guess, Gentile. Um, yeah, dances and things, and, and that's not properly explored. It's presented it as like it a class it doesn't come conflict. Up. But if no, you're but, studying but the is... economics of underdeveloped countries, I would suggest that you're a bit of a hippie. They're not hippies, though, are they? They're uptight, kind of um, white no, bread. Uh, don't yeah, think the she knows what she rich. is. 
she can ask for $250 and just get it. You know, yeah, that's a yuppie. But she's even still, so, like she's you, still studying like essentially media studies, which people who can't do proper proper stuff do media studies. A, a like degree, they, a degree in ancient Baroque art or something like that, which is going to do nothing for you. Philosophy. Well, I know, like professional bullshitter, they say. In the, I know, if I asked Mel my Brooks. dad, like, Dad, can I have two hundred fifty dollars? It would just be no, <laughs> you know. I mean, it's that's just... still a lot of money, even like in today's terms, isn't it? That's yeah, not really. that must have been not like really. in '63. That must have been like the equivalent of like almost a thousand dollars. Yeah, maybe two. Yeah. Well, when they're dancing, I don't. I know that they historically they you know they didn't they didn't like each other, and and they kept facing off with each other before they started filming. So famously, they just. And the director was going, right, enough, enough of this. And he took them back and said, I'm going to make you sit and watch your original screen tests. Because basically the screen test, you had brilliant chemistry and look at how the two of you can actually work if you put aside your differences. And it worked. And what, and what, the, were, the dif- what were the differences? Sorry, I, I wasn't aware. Oh, he was treating her, he, he didn't treat her that well. He basically was condescending to her on the set of Red Dawn. Um, she never forgave him for it, and basically now she's she was put into this role. Um, you know, when she did her screen test, she was told, y- "You're 27, but you've got to act young. You've got five minutes to convince us you can play this part." Um, and she obviously did a good enough job. And then they brought him in. They did the screen test to see how they work together, and yeah. I just don't understand. I think it's insanity, like for these actors, because I'm sure every time they get a role, something like this, probably in the back of their mind, they they say this movie could make me a star, you know. And I'm sure yeah. both of them felt that way, and they're both like, I can't stand that guy. It's like, why didn't? Why would you even like bring up that you have differences or you don't have chemistry? Just like I'm getting paid, this could really make me a star. Mm. I'm going to be very professional. It just doesn't make any sense for them to have this petty things like, well, he treated me like crap and I don't like her hair or whatever the hell. It's like, uh, I wish I had someone else to play against. You can get fired. Like, look at Eric Stoltz, you know? Mm. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather not. See, and it wasn't me that brought Eric Stoltz in, but here he appears <laughs> in every podcast. And that's fine. Oh, God. So we've done um, yours. <laughs> we've done Eric Stoltz. What else have we We need to mention How the Duck. We got the trilogy. Oh, there you go. Anyway, above average film. The course, only thing, forget. really, in this movie that bugs me is the end song. Not because it's the song. Well, this is a nice because... segue into into the end of the podcast, naturally. Yeah. But yeah. So, so the only thing that really annoys me is the fact that when they put the record on to do the last dance, when Johnny says, oh, I'm going to do it my way, they put the record on and it lasts for flipping ages <laughs> till the end of the film. I'd be like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> No, probably about three minutes most. <laughs> well, you got to suspend disbelief for the majority exactly. of this film. But that's the only thing that annoys me, really. Like, they wouldn't let him go on stage and say, I'm sorry, I got something to say. They got security and just pull him off the stage, you know. Yeah. Mm. Uh, the rehearsals uh, for trivia, it's always turned into, they called, said, disco parties. So there was lots of drinks. So while they were rehearsing, they ended up just 
turning into a party. And I think some of those scenes probably actually made it into the film uh, as well. But in order to get the sexual tension, the dancers were told you can't, no no physical contact, no seeing each other outside of the, just no, no real physical contact apart from when you're in character. And so they wanted to create the sexual tension. And I think you can see a little bit of that in the dancers. They're like, they're getting as close as they possibly can. Um, probably some mishaps in the trousers, I would say. But anyway, um, yeah. So the end, the end, the end dance is good. I think it's a, I think it's a really good end to the film. I think it's just a nice, decent way to, to finish it. You were right, Dom, at the start to say it could have all been avoided by a couple of conversations and a bit of clarifications and context, but it doesn't matter because we get that ending. I think it's a it's a good payoff to the to the film, no, and as you say, I it's think, iconic. I think the ending's strong as well. Yeah, it does sag a bit in the middle, but um, but yeah, the you know it's all very happily resolved, isn't it? And uh, literally to the point of people of you know shaking hands with one another and hand, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't have shaken hands with them. Randomly admitting that you well, uh, even Kellerman's dancing at the end, you know. I mean, Kellerman's giving it some, so everyone presumably all gets pissed together and just has a. Well, it's the end of season, time. isn't it? So they must have gone. When is normally the end of season for you, Joe, in the summer? Is it Labor Day? Uh, September. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, like, uh, yeah, probably took place August and all that. They were closing up the lodge and all that. Um, yeah, like I said, I, if I was a father, again, I guess we have to suspend disbelief, but I would never have forgiven him, regardless that he didn't get that girl pregnant, that he had sex with my daughter. It's just, yeah. I, I, I can't say certain things. I'll probably tell maybe Charlie off of the podcast <laughs> yeah, story. Yeah, we'll, we'll chat tomorrow. That's I don't want to make any implications, but I could if I wanted to. Okay, well, I would say it's a very, very small trivia time. Uh, now, just to get through a couple of things, because I think a couple of these are really good. Uh, it cost $6 million to make. It made $62 million in America alone. Worldwide, $230 million. That is some return on that film. And I bet so, it's yeah. still making money, though, isn't it? Absolutely. It was the first film to sell a million copies on VHS. Wow. That's, a, that's why it's insanity no sequel. I mean, even they could have at least gotten Jennifer Grey back. Yeah, because considering what Patrick Swayze did, admittedly, three three good films after this, she does nothing. She 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 literally disappears until you see her twenty years later, twenty five years later in Red Oaks. What what was she doing? Why isn't she capitalising upon this? And you're right, they could have brought just her back. Um, she would have promoted this film, uh, but she was involved in the car crash, which I think we talked about uh, when we talked about Ferris Bueller. Uh, in '87, where two people were killed, um, so yeah, she was she was in hospital, so she couldn't actually do the tour for this, which is why you wouldn't find many many interviews about it. Um, uh, the last bit was uh, his car. What kind? Of, what, what's his car, Joe? Do you know the model? Chevrolet, '57 Chevy, and in Point Break. When Keanu Reeves holds up his surfboard and he holds it wrong, he goes, that looks like a 57 Chevy I used to own. Aww. See, I kind of I kind of like that. That's kind of geeky enough to, th- to think that's pretty good. Um, so are they the same uh, character? No, no. no. <laughs> yeah, it's Johnny. 
And Johnny could have been. parachutes. Could have <laughs> well, changed no, his name. Johnny 63. That, uh, that was clearly set in 91. Red Hot Chili Peppers is the bad guys. <laughs> I think yeah. all of the band was the bad guy in Point Break. But anyway, Point Break. Well, we'll get, we may get to that. So it's a nice little segue. Before I announce the, the, the final film in this in this season, um, a good segue would be, I hope you've all got your scores? 90s... Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I hope you've got your 90s hats on because that's where we're going to go next. But <gasps> I know. What, what's a 90s hat? I'm thinking like Jamiroquai or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he hates Jamiroquai. <laughs> yes, yes, I do. Mm. Um, Space cowboy. Yep. Um, okay, let's do scores then. So... Amanda, uh, do you want to go last because it's your film? Yes. Let's go in the order that... that right, so, okay. Joe. Um, I'm not going to say it's like a completely horrible film because, you know, there are moments in the film. Um, but again, as a guy, I'm just not into it. And like I said, I, you said it best, Dom. It was kind of like a clockwork orange sort of thing for me. Uh, I'd have to give it a 5 out of 10. Oh, that's okay. higher than I thought you'd give it. It's all right. Yeah, yeah. I was expecting four, three, four. But me, but, but here comes Dom. So brilliant soundtrack, simple story, you know, has stood the test of time. Great performance by Jennifer Grey. You know, plot slightly inconsequential and very repetitive. I'll give it a six and a half out of ten. Ooh. Wow. Hey. Okay. Um, uh Stealing My Thunder, that's my score as well. Um, for pre- pretty much the same reasons. I'm not sure I could watch... I'm not sure I could sit down and watch it again in one go, but if it's bits of it's on, if you're going to watch The Last Hour with Amy, then I'll I'll, I'll sit and watch that again. Um, I might appreciate it more. The, 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 I don't know. It might be one of those films that kind of grows on me. And Yeah, you see, I've things. watched it a few times, and watching it again last night, I could see how it was all pieced together. Mm. It, it did actually flow very well with how the characters are introduced, who they talk to, mm. what's set up, what's said, what happens. It, it, it There is a flow, a definite flow. Mm. So, yeah, six and a half from me. Mm. And now, drum roll. Oh, well, it's got to be a ten from me. Whoa. It's, it's a, one of my favourite movies, and I don't have many. In fact, yeah, I don't have many. Yeah, you don't. Whenever I say I to you, like, favourite movies, you're like... Despite the fact that we've no. just done probably fifty movies, where, where some of them definitely were tens, but okay, Dirty Dancing. Out of all the films we've done, yeah, it's a ten. It's your favourite, yeah. okay? Yeah. Well, why not? Yeah. Absolutely. Why not? Right. Come okay. on then. Right. So, uh, no drum roll. No, no thing out of a hat. Uh, I, I had two films and not one of the films out. Um, <laughs> Is it my go next or is it yours, Dom? I forgot that we've got yours yours and mine. My last one was Clue. Um, so what did we do? Clue, oh, it's yours pop- then, babe. Oh, right, it's me. So it's not going to be the season finale, but yours is. I know what yours is, Dom, and I think both of them would be fantastic so, for a season you, you, finale. Use, use executive authority to decide which, which one you want to end it on. It doesn't matter if we step out of sequence, if you prefer that. I, I'm, I'm easy. Uh, do you know what? Actually, I think you might be right. I think that's a good idea. I think yours yours naturally goes next, I think. Right. So, um, right, okay. Don't need to pick it out the hat. Dom, what is it? What are we watching well, next? Well, we're taking a departure from... Well, we don't do enough of this. We're doing a British film. Um, we're doing With Nell and I. Is our oh. next. Yes. Never so, heard of it. 
Oh, Joe. Well, oh, Joe. Just like all eyes were on Amanda for this film tonight. Um, yeah, we're all very interested on whether you enjoy it, hate it, get it, don't get it. Um, this but yeah, is going to be a Marmite movie. Oh, this, oh, I think he... Well, you, absolutely. It's, it's a cool classic. It? Well, well loved. I know? Richard E. Grant. He's, uh, oh, Richard I know. Griffith. Yeah. So, and, was it um, Paul McCann? Paul McCann, who played Doctor Who. In the film. It's a comedy. That's the genre. Okay. And the guy mm. from Wayne's World that goes, uh, who's the roadie? I don't think you're taking this very seriously. Oh, yeah. If I spiked you... <laughs> you would be spiked. It's a Candlewell carrot. It would be like a Christmas present. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. So you, I, 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 don't I don't think, think you can Joe is actually going to get right. the movie. I right. Don't I think, think Joe is. Joe, if you just go into the film and and know that this film has taken on a life of its own sense, and whenever you start bringing it up, everyone starts pulling all the lines in. It's just it's an instant icebreaker. If they if they don't know the film, obviously that's you know it's very rare. But of a people of a certain age, this is this is it. This is you know you'll you'll have little old grannies that will go, oh yeah, I want the finest wines down to humanity, and I want them here now. Right. It's just great. So I think it's a good, good choice, Don. It's a cracking choice. Cracking. Yeah. Belting, yeah, even. You'll be coming out with all your British euphemisms by the end of this, Joe. So well, I can't wait. Oh, just, Joe, yeah, this is good. This this might be the best we film that him, we can share. No, I don't think so. Let's, let's be... I, I can't wait. Because I, I, I mean, even though I speak to you, Joe... I'm not going to ask you what you think until it comes to the podcast. Oh, and what's it called again? With Nail and I. Wick Nail and I. With Nail. W i t h n a i l. With Nail. Okay. Well, I'm going to at least have to look at the trailer. Okay. Not much, yeah, I'm sure the trailer will help you too much. But yeah, I think you just got to watch the film. Uh, right. Did, right. Joe, did you like Spinal Tap? I can't remember. Did, oh yeah. Did you like yeah. that film? Oh, no, I, I, I like a lot of of english movies i i really i specifically I like fine i i really like period pieces but you know this is i do like one yeah i'm sure it's uh, not, it's not, not period like piece at all it's not like pride and prejudice or oh, God, no. <laughs> anyway right Checked. okay right so uh next next film we cover with nell and i fantastic can't wait oh my God. um I do have the special edition Blu-ray, so that's what we'll be watching rather than anything on streaming rubbish. Um, right, so uh, with that, um, I'm going to say goodbye. See ya. Bye-bye. Toodle-pip. Bye. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody puts baby in the corner.